Ghouls. Happy Hump Day and welcome to Ghoul Friends Podcast, brought to you by your best ghoul friends, Lucy and Lindsay. Grab your blankets, snacks and good vibes for tonight's sleepover, where the category is always horrifically spooky. If you want to keep up with us on the socials, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at GhoulFriendPod on Twitter and GhoulFriends underscore podcast on Instagram. You can also listen to us on all podcasting platforms where we release new episodes every Wednesday. And if you want to follow me on my personal socials, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Lulu underscore Pew. And I'm at Hi It's Lindsay underscore on all social media. Now let's get spooky. Aloha uglies, it's your best girlfriends here ready to take you through episode two of season four of Dragula. Um, obviously I have my best girl here, Lucy, how are you doing? Hey ugly, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Holy ugly babes. <laughs> yeah I'm all right thanks, how are you? Good yeah, excited for Halloween this week which is absolutely insane and it's on a weekend. Which is decent. I no. know. Although I must be getting older somehow because I'm just really looking forward to my quiet Halloween in. I've had a I've had a lot of nights out the last month or so. So I'm just like absolutely buzzing for a movie weekend and just being in my house and getting my jammies on and just watching some scary movies and eating lots of junk food. Sounds like a vibe. I've just changed my Halloween plans because if anyone knows, kind of going out in the UK right now, it's a little bit scary with everything that's going on with mm. spikes and stuff like that um so I'm going to my, my friend Sam and Jody's and they have a fire pit in their back garden and they've oh. set up a gazebo and it's going to be like um horror movies like outside on like a wee screen and drinks and stuff it'll be nice oh that sounds so lush stay safe out there folks absolutely Right. Um, oh, you'll have noticed as well that Sophie's not here. She's away gallivanting this week and next week, so she'll rejoin us for episode four, but I'm sure you'll see her thoughts on the episodes online. So I hope you're having a good time, babes, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. We miss you, and we'll chat <laughs> to you soon. Okay, so let's get into the episode. So last week we lost formaldehyde. Oh, such a shame. So remaining in the competition and in contention for the chance to headline the Dracula World Tour. I, I'm sure myself, Lucy and Sophie will be on the UK leg of that somewhere that's doing the oh, show. Um, the chance to win $100,000 and the title of the world's next drag super monster. Um, so we have Mary Cherry, Astrid Aurelia, La Zavaleta, Coco Kane, Bitter Betty, Jade Jolie, Hoso Teratoma, Sigourney Beaver and Saint remaining. So um, we're in the boudoir and um, Astrid is relishing in their win, but it turns out that they're maybe not quite as polished as we were led to believe on the on the floor show because Mary Cherry reads her for her costume falling to pieces which is quite interesting um, because a lot of people had a lot to say about La Zavaleta's costume malfunction. So I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah, it is because when you watch the floor show, Astrid looks so polished and it looks so professional. 
you would have no idea. However, like, I have to say, I'm a little bit gutted. Don't get me wrong, I still really like Mary Cherry, but Mary Cherry's kind of attitude in this episode really threw me a little bit, just really coming for everyone and talking about the game, playing the games and stuff like that. And I feel, I feel like if your costume is falling apart, as long as it's not on the floor show, like, I mean, Ashley kind of said it correctly when that's like the, the name of performance, not just drag, but like you could say that about burlesque or cabaret or before any kind of performing, like things do fuck up. But what it comes down to is what you show on the stage. I know, and I don't know if you agree with me there, but I feel like it was a little bit unwarranted for people to come for them. I don't know. I felt bad for them a little bit. But then we'll talk later about the, the passionate, like, Hmm. at the end as well which um I have feelings about and all (laughs) it certainly comes across as like jealousy but I think what we're seeing with Mary in this episode is something we've seen in drag competitions many many times before is people who have a certain status in their home city especially for Mary Cherry who is a New York City drag legend and New York City is one of the greatest cities in the world for drag and they're coming into this thinking they're hot shit and not everything's going according to plan and it's frustrating and you can kind of see that with her throughout this episode that things aren't going to plan she's not living up to this legendary status she has in New York and when she's been performing I think she says it's like 10 years it's like how do you flip the script and do something fresh and and be this thing that you've been told that you are for all this time um there's like pressure from many different angles and mostly from herself as well and that's where I think a lot of that kind of bitchiness comes from because she kind of comes for Sigourney as well and a lot of people have been a bit shitty to Sigourney in the last couple of episodes and I don't get it necessarily like if there was some you know behind the scenes tea like oh back in Chicago you did this and that's why I don't like you I'd maybe understand it but we're not getting anything yeah I felt like that is as well and I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that because I know that I've said how much I love Sigourney. Um, I think we also need to take it with a pinch of salt in that we're only seeing 60 minutes of a week of them filming an episode. And we know that, um, I'm not saying that Dragula does this, but we know from other shows, aka RuPaul's Drag Race, people can get villain edits and all these Mm. other kinds of things. However, I do feel like people have been kind of coming for Sigourney when there isn't really any need. Like you say, things might have been said behind um, closed doors or before the show or whatever, but I feel like people are really coming for her and her like her looks so far have been really good. And mm-hmm. I think people are maybe underestimating her a little bit. Um, Definitely. So I agree. I'm, yeah, so I'm interested to see maybe, in, especially in the next episode as well, she obviously has a lot to prove, but she's really self-assured in herself and she knows her worth and she's just trying to let it kind of slide off of her um I'm really excited to see kind of what is next for Sigourney but I totally agree with you so speaking of like editing and just kind of like a reminder that this is a reality tv show Laza Valletta is brought back after the extermination challenge and I saw online that they were talking about um 
the reaction the fan reaction to them last week and they were just like look it was some good tv like at the end of the day you're talking about me you're talking about the show and I think that's like a really important thing to remember like as much as we'll obviously look at this from the horror point of view and the drag point of view being really big fans of both it's also a reality tv program and there are going to be those pot stirring tea spilling moments that are going to get you talking and people were certainly talking about the first episode of Dracula all this week I've been watching reviews of it all week I've been seeing people talk about it online all week so you know they understood the assignment and they definitely achieved it I was just going to say quickly as well because I saw some of that too I think we have to remember as well like with these performers it is a character as well they are themselves but at the same time they have a they have show name they have a certain stage presence they want to give um so part of it is going to be a character too that they're putting on I mean I'm not quoting forever but for Laza Valetta I can imagine you know because we do see moments like in the last episode well after the extermination like seeing their vulnerable side and some of it is a front Mm -hmm. you know but like you say it makes good tv (laughs) absolutely so once Lads Avaletta returns to the boudoir, they're all asked to go to the main stage and um, the bullies reveal that this week's challenge is Nosferatu Beach Party. The monsters have to design and create a look based on the theme and then lip sync to a song um, in that style as well. And they also have to work in teams. Um, what did you think of this challenge straight off the bat? It's funny because we were just talking about this before recording. People watch this in the morning. This comes out at like what three a.m., five a.m. UK time, like four or five a.m. Yeah, like that. And we were both like, "Wait, did I hear that correctly? Like, am I just still in a sleepy daze? What the fuck? Um, it's not a theme that I could have ever imagined. Because you know what? It's totally original, and I love vampires. So I thought it was like a really cool take, but. I was so taken aback, not expecting it at all. Yeah, same. I was like, I turned, you know, I very slowly put on my TV and put Shudder on. And then I seen the episode name. I was like, I, I'm, it's terrible in the morning for this. I need a cup of tea right now before I can even think about trying to watch this because Nosferatu Beach Party is a madness, but in the <laughs> best way. Um, so the bullies, you know, it's a surprise that they have to work as partners, but they throw in another surprise. Um, so obviously, we never picked up on it, unfortunately, but a lot of people online were like, where's Dali? They woke up in Resurrection. Ooh. And they weren't there last week. And I was kind of like, oh, maybe they're not doing it. But... Dali returns in this episode. Um, what did you think of Dali making a comeback? I was so happy about it because I love Dali in their season and then also in Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Had some really, really strong looks, especially the, the vampire look and the kind of punkish take they did on it. I think it was like a radioactive steampunky kind of style that was amazing. And I think it's really cool as well because um, Astrid is obviously their like drag daughter as well. Mm-hmm. So to have that dynamic is really interesting, and I 
think everyone knew when they saw Bally, like Bally is such a strong performer, but also just an incredible person. Like the story as well, them sharing their personal story on Resurrection, I thought was incredibly important as well. And I'm, I'm really chuffed to see them in this competition. I'm fucking mad at myself. I completely forgot about that last scene in Resurrection. Oh, damn it. Yeah, like I I completely forgot to like even mention it last week, but I was watching uh, Mira Mangle, who if you're a fan of drag and all the various like drag TV competition shows that are on at the moment, definitely follow them because they review everything and they'll talk about a lot like behind the scenes stuff they seem to know like all the drag queens as well, they're like very big in Missouri and they know all the drag queens that pass through there. So really, really good for the inside scoop. And then they're obviously a working drag queen as well. So they know what they're talking about. But it was when Mira was talking about it last night and was like her and Scarlett signing were talking about how disappointed they were that the Dali wasn't on episode one. And I was like, oh yeah, like that was actually really disappointing. Like I was really waiting for them to just like come out at the end and then they didn't so it was really chuffed to see them in this episode like and that that kind of teaser for all the people who watched it was kind of acknowledged and dealt with like I don't know if that's the right phrase but I'm sure you know what I mean um I kind of wish they'd done it last week because I think that gag of them coming out after Saint and seeing everybody just being like oh my god like there's two of you I think that would have been great but like you say Dali's an amazing drag performer so I'm really glad they're in the competition yeah selfishly part of me would have loved to see what they would have done for horror icons reimagined I'm glad they're on now that's the important thing especially as well like Dali's not a drag queen or a drag king per se because I, I I know we'll get into it in a bit, but I like the the their approach on this week's challenge. So it's very like androgynous, like in the middle. Um. So yeah, they definitely would have been very interested to see what they do. So the bullies assign the the monsters a fright feat to see who will assign the pairs for the challenge and the the fright feat is to eat a bulb of garlic and to drink a glass of pig's blood do you think you could have done it lucy no i was i was actually talking whilst i was watching i was like, mm. <laughs> like the garlic i'd have been fine i love well, i say that in theory i love garlic honestly i probably put too much garlic in the things that i make it's the blood that I, mm. I think it's more the texture than anything and I don't get squeamish because they were all gagging at the same time it just made me feel too uneasy for uh, a Tuesday morning <laughs> what about you I'm kind of the other way around like I love garlic as well but you know that way like raw garlic's really sharp yeah and like I've had garlic meal before and there is too much garlic and it's like too much garlic it's kind of more like a like a raw garlic paste and it's just so sharp it's just it's not it's not the nice garlic flavor that we're all used to and garlic bread like it's just oh it's just too sharp and I don't like it so I would I think I would have been the opposite way I think I could have handled the blood but not the garlic but Lazavaleta fucking hoys that garlic down 
no bother whatsoever. They didn't gag at all. So good for them and a well-deserved winner. So La Zavaleta pairs themselves with Saint, Mary with Coco, Sigourney with Astrid, Dali with Hoso and Betty with Jade. What did you think of the teams? I thought they were actually pretty well suited, to be honest. I don't think there was really any strategy behind it. I think Zavala obviously wanted to have a really strong partner and Saint obviously winning Resurrection, really great contender. Totally get why they would want to be paired up with them. I think they were all pretty well matched, to be honest. What about you? Did, did you think that they were pretty well matched or there was like a strategy behind it or anything? I wasn't sure just because we'd had that they like last half of it, I wasn't coming across as the nicest last week but obviously the three of us did have our thoughts that they were maybe just like quite a hurt person and they were just kind of acting out so I think this week kind of cements that for me that Laz Avaleta is not this like horrible person that we could have led ourselves to believe um I thought all the teams were like fine I think we have such a strong cast that it's hard to be like oh, they've paired them with them because they're rubbish. Nobody's really rubbish. Like, we've had some people have a few mishaps, but I don't think anybody's really rubbish this season. Not at all. I think they all definitely deserve to be there and um, all fantastic performers all around. Absolutely. So um, I kind of noticed through... Um, in the boudoir when all the monsters are talking about their looks and what they're maybe going to do there seems to be a lot of focus on Astrid and Sigourney and Sigourney maybe being a bit of a perfectionist uh, which did you get these little signs that maybe something was going to go wrong between these two and it might lead to where they end up in the in the top or up for extermination really know to be honest because sometimes edits like that can throw a curveball to you and mm. um, I think um, Sigourney does certainly have attention to detail we saw that in the horror icons yeah show. like there was so much detail in every part of that look but I don't think it was like a controlling kind of thing or at least I didn't get that in this episode I think the only bit where I kind of thought oh I wonder how this is going to go is when they both got rid of their gags it's not just mm the gag for a look to you know a look can speak for itself but as we'll kind of see kind of with all of them not that the, any of the looks are simple but beach wear in a beach day out is more of a simple look especially in comparison to do like horror icons reimagined so having a couple gags or a reveal like we see some of the other competitors do really can elevate it to another level so it's just kind of that was the only thing I was just thinking like oh what what they're going to do if they don't have those gags that they planned if they were like really big parts of the look but I don't th- I didn't think like they would have like a big falling out or anything I didn't get that anyway I when I was watching this bit my thought was that it was maybe going to actually be Sigourney in the bottom because they kept doing this thing over and over again about talking about how much of a perfectionist Sigourney is and I was like oh no is she going to get two in her head but it's interesting how it's actually ended up being the opposite and it's it was Ashrid's kind of chaoticness that led them to be in the bottom and Sigourney to be safe but I'm getting ahead of myself 
So the guest judges this week are Vanessa Hudgens and Gigi McGree. And again, if you're fans of televised drag competitions, you'll know that Vanessa Hudgens had a bit of a cringy moment on a guest judging RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 3. And I kind of love that she made fun of herself a little bit here. Like, I like... I like it when folk do that. Shows that she kind of is like, oh yeah, that was a bit cringy and kind of made fun of herself a little bit again. And I really appreciate that. Uh, did you did you like that little gag that she gave us, Lucy? It was absolutely brilliant. Like you could, it's cringe worthy, but it is kind of iconic. That like I'm so into voguing right now. <laughs> it's just so good. I didn't. I really didn't expect them to be judges on the show it's kind of cool to find out that Vanessa Hudgens is a big fan of Dracula and mm. I feel like you can kind of pick that up in the judging like she has so much to say about each performer and seems like really passionate about everything that they were bringing to the table so I think you can definitely get that from her and um yeah I think everybody needs to be able to take the mickey out themselves every once in a while so I'm glad that she had humor about it I think as well like when she had previously judged on a different show it kind of fell into that category of like like we've seen it before like why do we get all these straight celebrities to judge drag who've probably never watched drag outside of you know televised drag competitions whereas here she like she'd really seemed like she knew what she was talking about and then as she should because she's an actress and she's performed in theater and stuff before like of course she's going to know about performance and um and hopefully give good critique off the back of that, uh, which I think she did this week. So yeah, I loved that for her. Um, and we also had Gigi McGree. I'd never heard of them before, but I absolutely loved the energy that they brought to judging. Like again, the pair of them, the pair of the guest judges were just so clearly massive, massive fans of the show. So happy to be there. And um yeah I like absolutely loved the energy that uh, Gigi brought as well so also a fierce look Gigi yes oh I love that so will we go into the teams and see what we thought about their performances let's do it I'm just gonna say off the bat this was not my favorite floor show I was kind of watching it this morning and I was just being like Maybe it was tiredness, I don't know, but I just felt it was like very confused, like in general, like them all being on the stage. And there was, I just felt like there was a lot going on. But I think there's some good moments when we hone in on them individually, like as teams, I mean. So do you agree, or am I just being a grouchy? No, I'm really glad you said that because I was thinking about it this is going to sound so negative I think yeah I was a little bit I was going to say disappointed it was lacklustre and I think part of that is the challenge like it's a really cool concept but like you say especially because there's 10 of them again because we've got Dali it's very crowded on the stage so you can't really see the teams when it first started I thought they were all going to lip sync it like as a team and like have like their own set and all be on the stage as a duo which mm-hmm. I think worked a lot better yeah um, and those as I was saying like some of the I say the looks are simple they're not like there's a lot that has been put into them a lot of effort I don't necessarily feel the looks are simple I think it's hard to come up with such a grand look like we did last week for a beach 
a beach kind of theme that is also vampire because we see some of them trying to do that like um our cherry tries to do something a little bit different um and it doesn't always hit the mark so I was thinking what would I do for this it's kind of, it's kind of hard to do something that's not a swimming costume elevated obviously but I think part of it's challenge and part of it's the logistics of like actually doing the floor show with all of them on the stage so yeah not my favorite yeah no yeah I agree um so let's kind of talk about the parents individually so we have La Zavaleta with Saints and I definitely think that they were two of the strongest ones in terms of their like individual performance you know it was just sex which is what you associate with vampires anyway but I think both their looks were really good like Saints was a very like couture like swimsuit type look with the bat wings like the bat wing floaties and I think that like red velvet color on La Zavaleta <clears throat> excuse me just looked amazing on them and um yeah they definitely made a wise choice teaming up with Saint because their chemistry and stuff together and their teamwork was I just thought was excellent I completely agree I think like as a group the, the pairing they were the strongest pairing out with everyone um saints look i love like the latex like um, armbands with the with the little bat wings it was really just so cohesive it felt very saint even down to the makeup i was just like that's a saint look if you've seen saint on um like resurrection for example or um their season before you'll know what i mean it's la zavaleta again also just read sex but in like the best way because vampires are sexy mm-hmm. um and we do have other iterations that we'll talk about that aren't necessarily sexy there's other routes you can go down but I thought this was done really well it looked absolutely stunning and in the clips that we did get of the groups together and when um is it Saints biting into La Zavaleta like, yeah sexy <laughs> I was thinking like, this is this is uh, pretty good I'm not gonna lie <laughs> Definitely. Um, so next up we have Mary and Coco. So like from one end of the spectrum to the other, really, we kind of got signs in the work, like in the boudoir rather, that this was not going to be great. Um, there was questions over Coco's look, if it was 60s enough. Mary, like we said, goes down this different route. And I kind of like appreciate her reasonings for it because she's absolutely right. Like they're kind of going for this like Beach Boys, like 60s beach party. And like there was segregation in America then. They absolutely would not have all been allowed to party together on the beach. So I appreciate them going down a different route. And I love that they went for this anglerfish thing. But I think... I don't know, part of me like, loves that they did something different, but another part of me is like, it's a fish, it's not a vampire. Yeah, I, I get that. I love that, as as you said, the reasoning behind it, because it's it's very true in the 60s with um, white supremacy that was going on, as it mentioned, uh, segregation, it, it just wouldn't have happened. And I think it's very easy for people to think of vampires as one thing. So to do the, uh, the fish look, I can appreciate the ambition. But you're right, it's not a vampire. But I do appreciate that it was like a full gown kind of look because nearly everyone did a swimsuit. 
I would have really liked to have seen more people done stuff out with a swimsuit or just thinking like so many of them all of them really are incredibly talented makeup artists and a lot of them do special effects I'd love to see something done on like the legs and the arms or something with makeup to kind of add another element to swim to the swimsuits I appreciate it was like a full full body look if you get what I mean I just don't think it was yeah. executed correctly and in the floor show bit as well I do kind of feel for Mary because she was just getting so angry I think at herself more than anything because yeah you know missing the mark with the choreography and everything but I did like Coco's look like I, I actually thought it was pretty good in all honesty this kind of stripper vampire vibe yeah I was kind of like I didn't fully understand like Mary Cherry's whole thing about it like oh it's not 60s enough like it's not the right kind of look because like as we were talking about the previous pair their look wasn't 60s per se um so I don't know if like the time period really mattered all that much but um you know hopefully we'll see a more successful outing of them next week (laughs) um so let's move on to Sigourney and Astrid so I really liked what Sigourney was wearing. I think, again, it leans into the whole like burlesque vibe that she had last week. I loved that the like on top of the bikini, there was like a black and white striped bat. I love that they had all the kind of 1960s dance moves. But I do agree, and we'll get into it a bit more, like with what the judges were saying, like Sigourney is super polished and Astrid it's not. Yeah, I, I get that. I did really like Sigourney's look. Um, but I think like it was really clean and polished. Um, I would have worn that <laughs> myself, mm. to be honest. Like, that's, that, that's a, a bikini set I, I would have worn. But yet just Astrid in comparison, I think standing next to somebody like Sigourney, it just highlights even more, you know, the kind of blemishes with the outfit and stuff like that and like I said I think the routine was really cute like I think that was very 60s but yeah when you're just standing next to somebody that's as polished as that it it just kind of highlights it even more and I really felt for Astrid especially because they were coming off of a win Mm. as well yeah because there's pressure that way too you want to keep up the momentum like you would at least still want to be safe rather than go right into the bottom but I think it was a shame as well because obviously it was their costuming that was so successful last week and the the costume in this week was just like it was just very poor like when you compare it with her teammate and the rest of the cast as well like it's just wasn't up to scratch really which was unfortunate too because we've seen that they have amazing style. I really hope that um, I haven't seen anything yet, but again, it's only been like a few hours really since the episode released. I really hope they post on like Twitter or Instagram what the full look would have been mm. if they had the gag, because they mentioned there was like a dress component part of it. And we've seen this with like other performers as well when they've left the show, like what looks they would have done if they stayed on. So I really hope we get to see what it would have been if they had everything planned yeah it was it was a shame it was a shame 
Um, so next up we have Dali and Hoso, which I absolutely love these two. I think Dali took a very different approach in terms of costuming and very much like leaned into the kind of campy like 60s like vibe that they were going for that like with their facial expressions and their body movements and stuff they were very much giving beach boys while looking like a scary ass vampire which I loved and Hoso still did their traditional Hoso makeup but looked like really pretty like they obviously are naturally like very slender so when they put on the swimming costume it does make them look like just your typical 60s lady about to go paddling in the beach um and I thought they both looked absolutely fantastic and it must have been just a flip of a coin between the Laz Avila and Saint and these two for like which one was the best couple like really because the the four of them were absolutely fantastic 100% with last week when we were saying that there was so many strong looks and it would have been so hard to pick the winner which was Astrid for me this week those four were so strong but Dali is my shining star this week Dali's look completely blew me away that was my winner this week like from the moment their little head popped out one of the surfing boards it was so cute and terrifying and like you say it was more of an androgynous take on vampire because a lot of people were selling sex and it was it very much kind of paid tribute to Nosferatu to the 1920s silent film era of vampire and um, I thought it was absolutely brilliant I loved it and again Hoso like you said with their traditional style of makeup but it fits so well this week and they reminded me also, almost of like Betty Boop like if mm. Betty vampire going to the beach yeah with that little like pussycat wig underneath their swimming cap so that's another thing as well like Hoso had several reveals for the lip sync too and that kind of made me think like a lot of people will look at Hoso and be like you're a look queen and it's like no like there's actually a performer in there as well um so I was really happy to see that too definitely I think they had one of the strongest performances of the night in terms of the actual floor show and nobody else gave reveals like Hoso did. No. Uh, and it was, again, it was like a full body look. It wasn't just a swimming costume look. There was the dress beforehand and then the wig getting taken off the show, the, the cap and the, the pussycat wig. So, um, yeah, like 10 out of 10 for the both of them. And our last team is Bitter Bessie and Jade Jolie. So with these two, like, We'll go into it later, but Betty gets some negative critiques, which I do agree with. She was a wee bit all over the place. She didn't know all of her moves. But there was a, there's a comment later about her reveal, and I thought that was on purpose because some vampires are bald, and it makes sense for vampires to kind of do things to make them blend in with humans, if you get what I mean. So I thought that reveal was on purpose because there's a whole gag with her putting sunblock or something on her bald head later on yeah I thought that as well because I thought that gag was hilarious yeah I thought that's funny like that was also one of the highlights of the floor show for me so I feel like you're right I think there is definitely things to critique with Betty's 
um, look. But I feel like the way they dealt with that hiccup and made that into a gag didn't really get the praise it deserved. Mm. So it was quick thinking. Yeah, definitely. And I absolutely loved Jade's makeup as well. I wish she... I don't know if she was necessarily a top, but I do wish that she had got to stay on the stage for a bit longer so we could have a bit more of a look at it so that she could get critiqued as well. Because obviously, like Jade has history with a uh, televised drag competition. So I I wanna I wanna know what Drag and Swan have to say to her. I wanna know what they think about what she's doing. But I did particularly love her vampire prosthetics this week. And one of the only people in the group to do prosthetics that week definitely a highlight of of the, the floor show this week because yeah, you're right the, the performers that were safe they didn't get any comments and it's kind of all jade are just job well done like like you said we've never seen at least from previous televised shows we've never seen jade julie work with prosthetics before this was my first time seeing prosthetics on them and i think like it was really good it was really yeah. good yeah, I agree. Um, although I was getting frustrated watching it because the her vampire look reminds me of something and I was racking my brain, I'm still racking my brain to what it reminds me of and I can't bloody think what it is. You know, is it Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Because I was getting Buffy vibes from it. Is it? With like the big ears? Yeah, and the nose and the eyes and stuff. I think it's the nose for me. Have a look after it. Maybe maybe put a comparison up. That's what I got anyway when I saw it. I was kind of like, oh. It could be. She's that kind of age that it could be a Buffy influence. <clears throat> so before the main judging, Jack Morda and Swan Dula have a wee word between themselves to privately discuss a few of the monsters. So they have a talk about Mary being in her head a bit, which we kind of referenced before. And I definitely think they're on to something. And I think they gave Mary some great advice as well on the runway, just to be like, forget all the bullshit from New York and just be Mary. What did you what did you think about that? I I completely um completely agree. There is um it like a point later that we'll talk about with, with Astrid and somebody says like for them to be humble I think Mary Cherry needs to have a little bit of that as well it comes across as if I don't like Mary Cherry I definitely do like their look the horror icons was great I think like they're actually like a really good person and like I feel like they are just getting so wrapped up in the bullshit of what a name comes with and they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves because they have that title back home but you have to go into this competition realizing that you're not better than every anyone else. Nobody's better than you. You're not better than anyone, and you're all there for the same thing. And you're all worthy opponents. Not that I think that they think they're better than anyone else, but they're just putting this pressure on themselves that they don't need to. So I'm complete agreement with uh, complete agreement with the Boulay brothers that you just have to put all that aside. Yeah. And just focus on you and being the best that you can yeah I agree it's just it's something we've seen time and time again in drag shows like this before there'll be somebody with a big name that just gets a bit too in their head so I hope that Mary takes these words and we see a different Mary next week um because 
yeah, she is this legend, and I want, well, I want them all to do well. I want I want many to do well as well because I don't. It's that way you don't want them to look back on it and be like I was pure shy when they're not. But you want them to do stuff that they're proud of as well, so that they don't hate the experience. So they also discuss the absolute like turnaround in uh, La Zavaleta. Um, like we saw that she was a really good performer tonight, but um, there is concerns over costuming, which again is another thing that we see crop up with televised drag shows. Like, you know, it's that we you don't need money to do drag, but you do need money to do these shows because there is a level of expectation about the looks that you're going to bring so I wonder how that's going to manifest throughout the show and they also discussed Dali being back and just kind of talking a little bit about their journey and a lot about the absolute joy that they exude in this challenge which like 100% agree like there is so much joy in Dali's face um, in that performance so yeah, 100% agree with them there. And again, looking forward to seeing what they do in the competition. And then similarly with Mary, they also discuss uh, Better Betty holding back a lot. Better Betty is a big name in drag. And uh, they similarly have been faltering the last couple of weeks. So again, off the back of what happens in tonight's episodes, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that next week? Yeah, I really feel for Betty because, like, and you can see it with the Boulay brothers as well. They love Betty, and Betty as a person is just so goddamn likable, and you really want them to have a win. Like, personally, just for themselves to feel like, oh, yeah, I did really, really good. I feel like they were holding back in the floor show and just constantly looking. Um, you know, at their, at their partner being like, oh, yeah, are you, you know, are we doing this bit, are we doing that? But I think I think part of that is just being self-assured. And like you say, um, Bitter Betty is a massive name in the LA drag scene and being um, a trans woman as well. Um, as they mentioned in the show, like she's speaking for her community as well. And I think that adds a lot of pressure onto it as well because you want to do well for your community and um, all those people that are supporting you back home. So... I think part of it is getting out of your head, but yeah, but lots to see in the next episode if people like take on the lessons that they've learned from from tonight's floor show. Definitely. So the bullies reveal that as much as they were in pairs for the challenge, they're all going to be judged individually. And then the biggest thing that happens at this judging is when Astrid is getting critiqued. They interrupt Drag Morda. And when that happened, the, the camera, the editing obviously panned to the bullies. They panned to a couple of the monsters on the stage. I was just clutching my pearls. I was like, you don't do that to Drag Morda. Absolutely not. And what did what did you think? I was like, I held my breath. I was like, and the look on Drax's face is like you can't, you can't do that. Like no, no, no. I, I just, yeah, that that was that was a, a bad move. I'm wondering how much that contributed to what happens later on. But I think um, I don't know. In the moment, they just wanted to defend themselves. But it's like look, this is horror royalty trying to give you advice. Like just yeah. listen, 
it's back and listen like obviously the maturity levels end up getting talked about backstage in regards to Astrid's reaction and it 100% comes off as like really immature like the fact that they won't even let Jack speak like that's so rude these people have given you a chance they fly you out to this competition for it to give you an opportunity to display your drag to the world and then that's how you speak to them like it's not really it is it no and I also like I really felt for Betty in this moment because Betty is also on the chopping block and doesn't really get a chance to say how she's feeling because Asher takes over the entire conversation the entire room and it just feels yeah really immature yeah, so it ends up being Astrid and uh, Betty being up for extermination. And you're like, you're actually so right because I was trying to write notes for like what happens in this moment so I could remember. And I kind of I wrote like, Astrid is angry, Betty is upset. And then I kind of deleted Betty as upset because aside from this one scene where she starts to cry a little bit, she's not in that moment at all because Astrid is talking about how well it comes across to everybody else that they deserve to be there more than everyone else because they have to show off their drag to the world and um obviously like I'm kind of giving Ashton a bit of a hard time here which probably isn't very fair because it's obviously just a reaction to being upset and the potential for having such an important opportunity taken away from you because for queer artists these things don't happen every day no, as much as there's just like it seems like there's five thousand iterations of RuPaul's Drag Race, that's because RuPaul's Drag Race was the only thing for the longest time, um, and in some ways it kind of still is, and Dragula is still so niche too for these people who are like, oh, I love drag, but not drag like that, and then this competition's opened up for people like them, and it's an opportunity for them to show off their art and there's there's so few and far between so I totally appreciate them like clinging on for dear life but unfortunately for them they've gone about it the completely wrong way so like I said Betty and Astrid are up for extermination uh, Saint wins the challenge uh, do we agree like I said like Dali is is my winner for tonight however Saint is very deserving of this win like Saint's look is like so unique and um just Saint in a nutshell it's very sexy it's very vampire nothing like anybody else had during the floor show and their performance was great as well so I totally get why the Boulay brothers picked Saint but um as we were mentioning I think those four Saint, Hoso, Saint, Saint, Hoso, Dali and Zavaleta. Zavaleta were all worthy of, of winning this week, in my opinion. I think the the way that Saint and La Zavaleta interacted with each other, because part of the challenge was the team working aspect. Yeah, I think their, the way they performed together and the fact that Saint's costume was a bit more higher quality than La Zavaleta's, I think that's what pushed 
saying over the edge. I think maybe if Hoso and Dali interacted a bit more, because I do feel like as much as I loved their performances, they felt very separate. Yeah, even though they were meant to be a team, felt very separate. But I mean, like other, I think that's what put Saint over the edge to get the win. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I'm glad to see Saint getting getting a win. They're, they're just, I, I'm really excited to see what they do because of what we've seen in Resurrection. But they don't seem to be letting the pressure of that get to them either, which is nice to see. Definitely not. Like in season three, they were very quiet to the point you almost forgot they were there. But this season, it feels like quiet confidence. Yeah. Um. You know they have their shit together. They know what they're doing, and they're just like zen. Um. Which I love for them. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see what they do next. So one thing we've not talked about yet. Um. Well, Astrid is screaming and screaming and shouting <laughs> backstage. At the start of the episode, well, last week actually it was teased um, that Hoso has a bit of a crush on Astrid. And this episode, it seems like there's something going on there. And towards the end of the episode, like it's kind of confirmed basically that there's like a wee bit of a romance going on there, which has never happened on Dragula before. And I love that. I'm such a sucker for a love story. So I thought this was really cute. challenge this week is to submerge your limbs in leech infested waters what did you think of this extermination challenge I didn't think this was actually that bad me neither I, I live in Scotland and I used to like walk through a burn to get from one field to another and there was leeches in that I've had leeches bite me so many fucking times so I was like oh that's fine but what I wasn't expecting was how fucking fat these leeches were gonna get off the blood did you see them they were so fat they had a right good feed and bless Betty as well one of them went right in between her tits as well (laughs) So yeah, I thought this I thought this extermination challenge was also quite tame. And then in the end, it is Astrid who's exterminated. What did you think of this? I was shook. I don't I didn't expect it. I think because you know, I've been thinking about it all day. I do get why the Boulay brothers exterminated Astrid, but I think like your immediate reaction is shock just because Astrid had a win. In the first episode and Betty has obviously struggled the last episode and this episode however as we mentioned and this isn't to discredit Astrid as a performer I think they were a great performer they had success before Dragula they're going to have it after but that immaturity level maybe the Boulay brothers were thinking well how are you going to carry this on throughout the rest of the season I think Betty even though the look wasn't as polished I feel like you know, Betty still has that fire, but not in that kind of, you know, disregarding everyone else and kind of, you know, 
not having that meltdown yeah I, th- I think maybe if Astrid hadn't had the meltdown and especially during the judging as well things might have panned out differently but I was surprised I was actually pretty surprised were you I was as well I don't know if I was expecting because you know how last week it was both Laz Avaleta and Formaldehyde kind of running away and I was kind of like oh it's definitively Astrid wow and then obviously kind of like ruminating on what happened I was like I I genuinely feel like her interrupting Jack Morda was the nail in the coffin because it is a kind of like respect thing isn't it um as as you said they're being given a platform to show their drive to the entire world and to just kind of be rude like that it's it's a bit of a slap in the face to be honest but in terms of what has happened in the competition I was quite shocked like it makes it kind of makes sense to have put Betty out she's been in the bottom twice like she wasn't up for extermination last week but she was up for contention to be and now she is this week so part of me is like it maybe makes sense to put it out but I think it's a lot more juicy doing it this way (laughs) I feel like last week as well like it, it was it was a juicy elimination too because as you said like they were both running and you didn't quite know who was there who was definitely going to go out so it's been like first two episodes of Dragula have been very suspenseful definitely um a lot to talk about absolutely so and again like last week I'm so curious to see what they're going to do next week because I mean if you'd asked me what's the theme going to be like at the end of last week I'd 100% 100% would not have said Nosferatu Beach Party, that's for sure. Um, so who knows what the bullies are going to treat us to next week? Like, who knows? I know, because we've had so many different styles of challenges before. But in previous seasons, we've had, like, Dungeons & Dragons, which is, like, one of my favourite themes they've ever done. Like, they definitely pushed the boat. Um, so it's, it's anyone's guess at this point. Absolutely. Um, so we have a little treat for you, a little Halloween treat. Um, we are releasing a Halloween themed episode on Friday. Um, we're going to do have a cheeky little Halloween sleepover and watch All Hallows Eve and host. Um, so that's something to look forward to and to factor that into your Halloween plans this weekend. Yeah, a little, a little extra treat during this trick-or-treating season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucy, where can people find you online? If you want to find me on the socials, I'm at Lulu underscore Q on Twitter and Twitch. Uh, and I am at Hi, it's Lindsay underscore on all social media. You can find the podcast at Girlfriend on girlfriend pod on twitter and girlfriends underscore podcast on instagram um so yeah with all that being said uh we'll see you later and stay spooky stay spooky have a good halloween folks <laughs>